Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Business Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to bring you another interview episode. This time I'm speaking to Lily Garcia about flexible branding and why it's not all bullshit. I really, really love this conversation because I'm thinking about this all the time. Like, can we even reclaim branding? How can it be more simple and playful and beautiful? And I feel that Lily had some really, really awesome ideas and practical tools about these things. And I know you're telling me all the time that it feels overwhelming and you don't know quite where to start. And, you know, there's also this sense of ickiness of like not wanting to be like those big manipulative brands but instead to find a way of communicating what you're about and what you're offering in a just really authentic and and fair and beautiful way and so i really hope that this conversation gives you some ideas around that um i also want to say thank sorry there's a slight rustling sound on my end um in the first kind of 10 minutes or so um, I don't know what course this and I will be more careful next time. I try to edit it out as much as I can, but you might still hear it a bit. But I think it's really worth um, tuning in anyway because it's a cool conversation and it does get uh, a bit less rustly towards um, the middle of the podcast. So yeah, I hope you'll enjoy that. Um, one small announcement from me, um, the giveaway for the DIY Business Collective is running for another two days. So if you're listening pretty quickly, you can still enter. I'm giving away a lifetime spot for the DIY Business Collective, which is worth $220 and five hours of mentoring with me, which is really exciting. And then also on Thursday, August, 10, uh, August 1st, the DIY Business Collective is officially opening for enrollment. So this is kind of the next um, stage or evolution of the DIY Business School that I've been running for a year. And I've been listening to what you need more of, what you already loved, and I've added a bunch of things. So it's now a 10-module video training, and there's monthly group coaching calls, um, there's monthly live workshops, weekly journaling prompts, and then quarterly business planning workshops, as well, of course, um, the community over on Mighty Network. So I really enjoy being off Facebook and creating community that feels like a really supportive, non-competitive, nurturing space in which we can, you know, ask questions and just be in community with like-minded business owners. Um, Lifetime Access um, is going to be on sale from August 1st to the 10th, so you have plenty of time to figure out if this is for you. You can ask me questions, either email me or comment on Instagram. I'll be sharing over there as well, and it's going to cost $220 until August 10th. And that is lifetime access um, for the duration of the program, which I'm really intending for many years uh, to come because it's awesome and just the biggest joy that I've had in my business so far to facilitate this community. So yeah, if you want a little bit more support, some training, but also some accountability and inspiration and being with other people, then I think you might want to check that out. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, everyone. Honestly, I say this all the time, but I'm so excited for this guest because I, I said I was going to bring you more conversations with small business owners who have similar values and interesting stories to tell. And sometimes 
lucky me, they reached out to me and they're like, hey, do you want to talk? And that's what Lily Garcia did. So I'm really excited to talk to her today. We will dive into branding and why we think it matters and why we sometimes also think, think it sucks and what we imagine radical branding could look like. So I know lots of you guys are interested in these subjects too. I hear from you all the time that you get stuck, you're excited about colors and fonts and all of that. You like hanging out in creative market, but then also there's sometimes a point where it feels icky and you don't want to be like those people. So that is what we're going to talk today, talk about today. Lily, thank you so much for being here. Can you begin by telling us who you are, what you're doing and where you are in the world? Yeah. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited about this conversation. And um, yeah, so everybody already knows my name is Lily Garcia. Um, right now I'm calling myself a flexible brand designer. Um, and yeah, I help, um, I help, this is a little hard for me because it's something I'm leaning into, but I help radical change makers make, um, make their businesses match what they're about, make, make the outward presentation of their businesses match what they're about and communicate in a way that is true to who they are and also resonates with the people they um, are trying to reach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's so needed. Something that I also want everyone to know about you is that you got a really cool sticker notes game going on because people can't see it, but I can. I'm just like, this person really is, is knowing something about color coordination. <laughs> I love color. And it's funny, the first iteration of my brand had no color. It had like white and green. <laughs> and part of my rebranding myself was realizing like, wait, I actually really love color and I'm really good at color. Like, why did I do this to myself? I felt like I put myself in this like white and green box and I wasn't allowed any other colors and it was crushing me. Mm -hmm. So now I have all the colors and I feel much happier. <laughs> great. That's great. Um, can you tell us where you are in the world so we can kind of, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm in the Pacific Northwest of the, of the United States. Um, and I just, I feel like I have to acknowledge this is occupied Kalapuya land and um, I'm here as a guest. Um, it's gorgeous here and it's, I don't know, just looking outside, I can't help but think of the people who this land was taken from. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. I was going to apologize for the heaviness, but I'm like, no, no the heaviness, no, that's fine. It's fine. That's just what it is. The truth. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Cool. Um, so the next thing I would love to ask is what you're most excited about at the moment. That could be in life, in your work. It could be sticky note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm really, well, there's two things. I'm really excited about moving. That's like on the personal side of things. I'm looking to relocate with my little family and um, 
and moved to down to Southern California, which is where I grew up and where, where it just, it feels like home. Um, and so hoping that happens really soon. And then, um, and then I'm also really excited about flexible branding. Like, I feel like it's a concept that I stumbled upon just doing my own rebrand and, um, and, and now like I've been testing it out with a few clients and, um, and now I'm like ready to go all in on it. So I'm super excited to kind of be more, just own more of that and live in the flexible branding space more fully. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How exciting. Cool. Um, I would love to know how you got into this kind of work. Did you grow up just loving colors and shapes and forms and compositions? Or is that something that came into your life later as you were older? You know, it's, I used to think it was in a later in life thing. And then I remembered um, the first business I ever had <laughs> was in the first grade. And um, I, so I don't know, growing up I, as a kid, I always wanted to, um, I always wanted to fill out a check. Like I would see my parents filling out checks from their checkbooks and like tearing them out. And I just so badly wanted to fill out a check and they wouldn't let me. Um, so then I realized like, oh, I can make my own checks. And I started making like my own little check designs out of notebook paper. Um, and then my friends wanted them. So I started selling them too. So I guess I've been a designer <laughs> for a while. Um, yeah, like it, it never, the, the way I see design anyway is like it lives somewhere between um, strategy and art. So I don't consider myself necessarily an artist, but I do have a lot of like those artistic, I don't know, um, just like a knack for like things like color and layout and balance and, um, and kind of bringing that together with strategy um, is what like keeps me excited about design. And I think what makes me good at it too, like I'm not just kind of creating something pretty. Um, I like to create things that communicate and that say something and that, I don't know, have like a goal to them and work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I would love to talk a little bit more about how we could maybe possibly reclaim branding in some way. And I was just saying to you before we started recording that I was reading on your blog and I loved your thoughts and you were sharing this one piece, for example, where a brand kind of rebranded itself and then charged influencers $700 for a pair of shoes that I think was normally like 30 or something. Can you maybe tell us that story and expand a little bit on what you currently find really allowing about branding and what you wish for it? Yeah, yeah. So, oh my goodness. So this story came out like last holiday season. Um, it was this um, shoe retailer's holiday campaign. And it just, it sparked something for me, but it took me months and months to like get it into words. But basically here in the US, um, Payless is this like, this like, um, it's a shoe store that is, 
is known for selling just cheap shoes and you, you know, I don't know, my parents would take me there to buy like, um, shoes for a wedding, right? Like when I was a kid. Um, and, and so that's just kind of like what they're known for. It's not like super fancy or, you know, shoes that are gonna like last you a big long time. Um, so for the holidays, they rebranded themselves as, um, like a very high-end exclusive, like bite invite only um, shoe store. And they invited all these Instagram influencers to come and like see their store, um, which is like set up to look like, I don't know, just like a very, it reminds me so much of Las Vegas. And I lived in Las Vegas for a long time and it just feels like this like very opulent um, high-end place. Um, and so they just kind of like, you know, recorded these, influencers talking about their shoes they're they're like $20 shoes (laughs) that you can buy at whatever strip mall and um and these these you know these very wealthy appearing people are just like being so poetic about how beautiful the shoes are and and yeah paying like hundreds of dollars for these $20 (laughs) shoes (laughs) which to, for me, like I was cracking up at the rich people, right? <laughs> because it just, I feel like that's, that was kind of like what the ad was trying to do. It was like, you know, oh, like you wise, you know, not so rich people um, buy from us and get a good deal while like the rich people, um, right, can't even tell. And so we get to like laugh at them because they're rich and it's fun to laugh at rich people, I guess. Um, And so, yeah, like, I don't know, I spent obviously like months kind of like (laughs) thinking about this whole campaign and how just by, how just by like rebranding the store and creating like a whole different experience, um, you know, they gave themselves a new name, obviously a new logo to go with that but also kind of like the actual space and what the store looked like um, was also completely rebranded. Um, and, and I'm like, they were able to pull this off just by branding, right? Just by, just by switching up their logo to look less, I don't know, less, uh, I don't know, just to look a lot more polished. Um, And that was really like the biggest thing. It felt like, well, you can sell the same shoes for like, I don't know how, I can't do math right now, but for a lot more. (laughs) Um, It just, just because like the logo looks different, just because, you know, the store looks different. And even though it's the same exact shoe, um, and I feel like that's what branding does a lot of the time, right? Under capitalism, it's, it's really just a something that's used to manipulate us into thinking that something is worth more than it actually is. Um, and so a lot of the people that I talk to feel weird about branding because of that. And, um, you know, because it, it is so often just kind of like a facade, like a, a mask that you put on something, whether it's good or not, um, to get people to think that it's right for them to get people to act on that feeling of you know whatever um 
so yeah i feel like i kind of lost my train of thought there and i lost track of your no. question but <laughs> no yeah that makes so much sense i would love to expand on that too so i was asking um if and how you think we could maybe reclaim branding and then i was saying what do you think is currently really annoying about it and then i thought we could you know tell the story of those shoes and i love that story it's a really good illustration i think and I totally agree with you. I feel so often just tricked by branding and it feels manipulative and just like it's trying to get under my skin literally. And I think mm -hmm. what I wish, but I think at the same time, I'm like you, someone who really loves colors and shapes and creating experiences that communicate something that makes sense. So I think for me, good branding on a website, for example, I don't do any offline design to be honest I'm kind of like completely <laughs> on the internet um, and, and for some reason this is a funny side note but I find it really hard to design any brand print stuff like be it business cards or flyers or something that just kind of like my brain is like but it's not on the internet <laughs> 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 um, so anyway that's just as a side note um, so I don't usually do that but I think for me good branding when someone comes to a site I want the right people to feel like they're home there, they're accepted, this is for them. Um, it speaks to them in the colors that they like and it creates an atmosphere that, that kind of resonates with the work, I guess. And I think there's so much cultural understanding of different colors, for example, or what the sharpness of letters can mean and communicate or the softness of them. And sometimes that's really gendered, which really sucks. And sometimes it's not. And, but I think, I think I just really could never fully dismiss branding just because it's currently a very central and very oppressive tool within capitalism, because it also has these really beautiful aspects to it that I think are really important of like, we're finding each other in a way because we're like different hummingbirds vibrating on different frequencies and like you know <laughs> of flowers and so there's just like coming to your side for example it was really beautiful i was like oh yeah that, this is my kind of person and um i would like to speak to you and i'm interested in what you have to say and i think that we often underestimate when we completely reject branding also that the fact that we communicate so much beyond words like text mm. is great But, and text is important. Like I really love creative writing and I teach journaling and this is all really important to me. But I think we are multi-sensory -sens sensory and sensual beings. And mm -hmm. there has to be experiences beyond just the written word in black and white. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't want to let go of that, even if I'm really pissed off by branding. <laughs> yeah, you know, for a while, I, I, I seriously, very seriously thought about giving up branding because I couldn't, like, I couldn't make sense of it, right? And I had this experience. So I have family who lives in Las Vegas, which is, I know, not like um, normal, <laughs> but... I went down to Las Vegas to visit my mom and I'm, you know, kind of doing like a little bit of the touristy thing. And um, I had my four-year-old with me and my kiddo, you know, gets thirsty and wanted some water. So I go into a shop just to get a bottle of water and I end up paying like $7 for a bottle of water. 
which I I don't know, to me just feels ridiculous. I was so upset, but I also like needed to get water <laughs> for my kid. So, you know, in my head, I'm like, this is only $7 because I'm in Las Vegas and like the store looks kind of fancy and, but it, it's just water, right? Like it makes no sense. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I was like, what am I doing in this industry that so many times it's just about that, right? Like how much money can we get out of people for this really basic thing um, just by making it look fancy? Um, and it happens with online business too, right? Like all these um, coaches and people, nothing against, co I love coaches so much. Um, yeah. But it's so much of the advice that gets tossed around in that space is about like, um, about creating this like feel of authority, right? And how do you position yourself as an authority figure and get people to trust you and believe what you say? And, um, and a lot of that happens with branding, right? With like, what your photos look like, what your website looks like, like, do you look close enough to Marie Forleo or not? And, um, and yeah, that's the part that is so, so icky. And that really had me questioning whether I could do this anymore. Um, but, you know, you hit on some really, really, um, some of the things that kept me in branding and that I get really excited about. Um, and I had this like tiny bit of information that for some reason like stuck with me since design school. And I remember in my um, history of graphic design course, <laughs> which is a thing, um, like we learned that the first, um, the first example of a logo comes from Mesopotamia, which I was like, I just find that so freaking fascinating that logos have been around since like the dawn of civilization and we've been, you know, and like if you look at like the basic elements of graphic design, that stuff has been around since, you know, we were painting in caves um, and really probably before that. Um, and so really like these tools are ours and they've always been ours, color and words and fonts and all of that like it doesn't belong to capitalism it is so much older than capitalism and i think at at its core design is actually just about communication and like you said like finding each other and creating those spaces where um where there's like that yeah that connection and that resonance for the right people um and, and that's, I mean, that's what I see branding being like outside of capitalism. I see it actually being a tool that belongs to us, belongs to the people because no one can take communication away from us. Um, no one can take art away from us. And um, we just, you know, we can reclaim it and use it for, for actually connecting with each other, like on a real level, not just to try to convince each other that we're, I don't know, authority, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> I feel, I feel you in everything you just said. And also I just wanted to add like a note of hopefulness that I'm noticing in people is that I think 
actually this conversation that we're having now is one that more and more people are having, which is great. Mm. And I get asked by people all the time, like when someone commits to working with me on a web design project and they're, they're beginning to write their copy, they're like, gosh, I'm just so nervous. Like I don't want to be manipulative, but I know I have something great to offer. And mm. what do I do? You know, and it's really hard because I think, especially running a small business or, or building ones from scratch, we just have so few role models and we're operating with them within the system that's deeply flawed and fucked. And like, yeah, what we do, what do we do? And I think obviously in a way the internet is amazing in that it gives us tools and platforms to publish. Um, so when I was starting out in my business, for example, I was mainly looking for paper books for sometimes because I really love reading offline sometimes. But mm. all the material around starting a small business online that got kind of through this conventional publishing route really just was not speaking to me at all. So I'm so glad that we have that we get to have these conversations in like other ways now. And um, and also I think there is a responsibility in I don't want to say the consumer because that's also like such a specific really <laughs> humanizing label for people but what I mean is like the people that are receiving a message I think and I totally include myself and I will give an example in a minute are also having a responsibility to check in with their responses to different kinds of offerings mm -hmm. and to just kind of check in on on yeah what we're prioritizing on social media for example so I see very clear patterns and trends in how much engagement I get on different kinds of posts, for example. And they're just certain trends and I can teach them, you know, like I can tell you what kind of image is gonna do better on Instagram, but I kind of don't want to. I think <laughs> I, I want to see what people have to share and I sometimes want to see ugliness and real life and something that doesn't perfectly match a, a, a feed. And at the same time, I've recently committed to an offering that had been kind of on the market in air quotes for I think a couple of years now and I've seen it in the corner of my eyes and I was like oh this is interesting that could be something for me and I'm pretty sure at the core it's always been the same thing it's always been something I was interested in but I just I didn't make hadn't make it made it a priority until the summer and I did commit to it now because it was presented to me in a pretty different way and mm. I was just like this is so interesting because in my whole body I feel more excited about it more now and more committed and there's like a mental image in a way that has been created for me of what that could be like to participate and I think that's in a way that's beautiful you know like because I know this is going to be great to have it I'm 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 okay with the money that I've spent. Um, I just think it's interesting. It's really, really interesting that we're also so like so tuned into going for the fancy, shiny things and kind of mm. dismissing things that are not that are kind of rejecting being in that race in the first place. So I just I'm thinking about like all the amazing blogs and and books and you know services and people out there that just kind of never had a chance to learn about or engage with branding in a positive, empowering way and that get overlooked and that's such a shame. This was mm -hmm. kind of a wrap up, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't even have like a conclusion here. Please want to share that. No, yeah, I mean, you've brought up some really interesting points. Like, I remember a few years ago when I was um, kind of switching my marketing 
my way of marketing to something more ethical. Cause I think, I mean, like, I think most of us have played the game, right. And then like realized, Oh wait, this actually isn't aligned with my values. So if not, maybe it was just me, but okay, good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was having this, this, um, thing around scarcity like a lot of times scarcity is fabricated and it's you know like there's only 10 copies of this ebook which makes no sense um like get yours right now right so there's false scarcity like that which feels gross and then there's like real scarcity which is like okay i'm the only person running my business i can only do like this many branding projects in you know a quarter um like that's real. And so then that makes that scarcity okay to communicate, right? As long as I'm not like being gross about it. <laughs> as long as I'm not communicating it to try to manipulate someone, right? I'm just being honest. And I think the same kind of thing applies to branding. Like if you do have something that is genuinely beautiful, like make it beautiful and make it look beautiful. If you have something that is actually right for someone that you created with with like a certain person in mind then yeah like make it so that they know it's for them right um that's so different than just like making whatever and being like i need to sell it so like make let's make it look attractive um you know i think i think um we can trust ourselves with branding and and, you know, know that like just the fact that we're even asking these questions <laughs> means we're probably okay, <laughs> right? Like we're probably not doing um, any manipulative stuff. Or if we do, we can catch it or be open to someone pointing it out. And, um, but yeah, I'm all for like, I'm all for things looking beautiful when they are actually beautiful. And for the people that they're beautiful for, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, as a person of color, I also struggled with, um, you know, just like actual, like aesthetics in general, at least being, so I'm, I'm Mexican and I go into a lot of Mexican restaurants and, um, and just, I start like, like redoing the interior design, right? <laughs> like how could we make this so much more beautiful? so that it matches like just the beauty and the food and how it's prepared and, and like all of that. And, um, and then I immediately like go back and think like, well, if we made it look like that, then would the actual audience feel safe and welcome here? Like would me and my family feel safe and welcome here? Or would we just like roll our eyes and be like, oh great. Like this has been gentrified too. <laughs> right. Um, and so there's, there's something real about that. And then I think there's also something real about like, we all deserve beautiful things though, right? Like we all deserve beautiful environments and, and, and you know, whether that's like in person at a restaurant or online um, on a website or a community, like we all deserve beautiful things. I think we should all have beautiful things. And um, so, yeah, I'm like, we need beauty, make everything beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. That's very true. Um, I'm wondering if, if someone is listening to this and they're kind of interested in branding, 
um, what do you wish everyone knew about it? Because I think I also often see people just kind of wondering in the first place, like what even is branding and why does it matter? And, and like, what, what do you think people knew about branding to be able to navigate the world of branding in a better way? Yeah. Um, oh, I wish people knew that branding doesn't have to be all that serious. Like branding can be fun and it can be experiments and it can be playful. And, um, you know, I think at least, and yeah, now like I'm getting like caught up in like, <laughs> what is branding? So the way I'm referring to branding, I'm talking about like the visual aspect of it, right? There's branding that's about kind of like strategy and who are you reaching? Um, who are you trying to reach? What are, what are you about? And all of that. And, um, And sometimes that takes a while to figure out, right? All those, the answers to all those bigger questions. Um, and so the reason why I'm so excited about flexible branding is because it keeps everything super simple so that as you figure out those answers, as they emerge for you, you can adjust your visuals to kind of like grow along with everything that you're discovering and growing. Um, And so I just, I wish people would relax about it. I see a lot of people just get so, so overwhelmed by it or get stuck in branding, right? Like I can't launch my business until like my logo is perfect. Um, like it can actually just be simple and it can be like stretchy. So it grows with you and, um, yeah. And like, it can, you can just have fun with it and try things out and, And, um, and trust that because it's all coming from you, it's going to make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like even as it's changing, it's going to make sense because, because you make sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I totally agree. I also see people get stuck on like feeling that not quite ready yet because they haven't figured the logo out or getting a bit tense in a process of like nearing the mood board that's going to be the winner and stuff. Mm. And I, I think it can be so fluid, like funny thing. Um, I actually redesigned one of my websites today and just kind of went back to the drawing, but with the branding, it was just what I felt like it's, it's the new moon today <laughs> and, the, and then eclipse. And I was just like, huh? Um, and I think, so I have two businesses and it just happens like once a year for each of them. And I'm cool with that. Like, I definitely understand there's value and consistency. And like, there's this idea of like, if we just stick to the same thing for years and years, we're going to be known for that. But I think actually my business just evolves and it is pretty dynamic. And I'm allowing myself the freedom to just change things. And usually it's just one or two colors. And then both of them also share two colors and, and the font. <laughs> so like, there is a bridge between those things. And it's, you know, it feels like, not a, a total clean break or something but I think when you <clears throat> get support with your branding and you create a really solid foundation there's so many ways in which you really can play with it and that can feel mm. so empowering and mm. I think tools that we have now at like canva.com are making it so much easier for people to expand on you know this groundwork that has been done for them possibly by someone else and Uh, create things for social media or for new offerings and 
yeah to just play everyone like you said everyone deserves beauty and everyone can play with that stuff so yeah <laughs> yeah and that's I mean my favorite thing about flexible branding is that yeah it's like it's I'm basically like handing over a framework because sometimes right like I think what's part of the overwhelming piece is like you're like where do I even start right there's like all these colors I mean all the colors like well, where do I start how do I I mean, I don't know how many fonts there are anymore, but I like, I get how that's <laughs> overwhelming. And so like, I love setting people up with like, just like a really basic style guide. And I'm trying to figure out what else to call it because I don't like the word style guide. It feels still like too rigid to me, but um, just like really basic parameters. Like, okay, this is your logo. These are some fonts you can start with. You don't have to stay with them forever. And like, this is like a collection of, um, of colors. And I usually create like color wheels for people rather than just like a color scheme. Um, and like, go, like play with it, figure it out. <laughs> Cause I mean, like, I think um, my clients have created such cool stuff from that, right? Like um, one of my favorites is um, one, one person I worked with um, realized during our branding process that they really loved vintage photos and not just like super polished vintage photos, but like the silly vintage photos of like people jump roping or making weird faces or like, you know, mm -hmm. um, they look like super done up, but they're like doing something unexpected. And, you know, I was like, I noticed a lot of these photos and there's something about them that are so, so you. And they're like, you're right. Like, why don't I have those all over my website? So then I went back and like checked in on them and now they're like all over their website. And it's Amazing. so cool. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It's just like, just giving those like really, I don't know, giving a really expansive container where you can know like what your starting tools are and just like, yeah, go yeah. play and see what comes out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I was just <laughs> saying the other day that I, this year I'm intending to kind of have people around for a second interview in the podcast because I've had, not on this podcast so much, this one is pretty young, the DIY small business podcast, but over on Daydream Wolves, um, I had so many nice first interviews with people and then like now feeling like, gosh, there's so much more actually. And I would love it if people could listen to the first episode as like an introduction and then we can dive deeper into specific ones. So I would love to have you again. This was like a long-winded way of saying that. But before we go, I would love to let, just let people know where, you, where they can find you. So like I already said, I think your blog is really awesome. Are there any other spaces that you enjoy being in and where, where can we check you out? Yeah, um, so I am... Um exclusively <laughs> on Instagram. Um, that's like the only place really aside from my website and my, what is it? I always forget what it is. Oh, I'm at underscore Lily Garcia. Um, and yeah, I, that's the place where I go and experiment with my brand. And so I have a lot of fun there and, um, and I love connecting with people there too. So slide into my DMs, <laughs> comment, like, um, I love talking to people, and, um, and yeah, and then, you know, my blog is there, and mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, there's a lot more about flexible branding in there, and kind of breaking it down more with 
um, different examples of what it can look like. And so, yeah, those are kind of my two spots. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. And if people want to work with you, it seems like you're very open. Like I checked your website out and it feels very like, just like come see how we can work together, but there's like no prescriptive framework for how this can work. So people can just get in touch with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm super not salesy. <laughs> so if you just want to talk and meet, like I'm down for that too. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, I like connecting with people and like, yeah, if there's a way that I can help out, then I'll ask you if you want to hear about it and then we cool. can talk about that. But yeah. Great. Thank you. I'll add that in the show notes as well. So your links and Instagram, just in case someone got excited, but didn't have a chance to write it down, it would be there as well. Lily, thank you so, so much for talking to me. This was really cool. And I really hope that lots of people will listen and we can kind of demystify branding a little bit for everyone mm, yes yeah <laughs> thank you so much for having me this has been so much fun thank you <laughs>